Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Better never rest. Good morning. It's the Georgia show in the AM. I'm Jake Rowe. He's Rusty Mansell. And uh, we're getting a little bit later start, Rusty, because I had to take time out from building my arc um, to uh, to jump on here and talk some Georgia football with you. You staying dry? I knew it was bad this morning when I woke up and I saw animals walking two by two down my street. It was yep. not going to be. And y'all usually get it two hours later than me, but I hope everybody's safe. I know it's some bad weather uh, down in the Panhandle where everybody vacations and uh, some guys, some, some areas south of Atlanta, and and uh, hope I stay safe today. Absolutely. And and there was a national championship last game last night. Michigan ran away with it in the end. Congrats to the Wolverines. Um, you know, how weird, how weird that feel not being there. It so weird. So it weird. hit, uh, it hit me like that. Well, yeah, and then yesterday when you started watching things like at five thirty, you know, ESPN started their live show, and I was thinking, damn, this is this is weird. You know what I mean? Last year and two years ago, and you know, even twenty eighteen, you're 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 at these things. So um, it's good that Kirby Smart has built that, and that's the expectations for Georgia. Like you know, for us that cover this team, but man, that was that was weird. I've been to I've been to a lot of sporting events and I've covered a lot of college football games and nothing compares to a national championship game. And what was funny to me was watching all that as I was like, man, I never see this stuff. You know, like I, you know, yeah. felt like I, I hadn't seen it in a long time because, I, yeah. you know, we're always kind of in there and you're trying to get make your way to the stadium or you're trying to catch a little nap because, you know, it's a late night or something like that. And then, you know, just not being a part of it kind of sucked. Um, you know, Georgia being in it or not, that 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 didn't really play a part of it. I just would love to have been in a press box for a national championship game. Um, and you know, we've talked about it. those post game media parties are are outrageously fun, and a lot of good good food, good drinks, good times. Uh, but Rusty, we got a lot to cover. We're going to hit on a lot of different topics here just to set the stage for the 2024 offseason. But the news of the day yesterday, as far as Georgia Ooh. fans go, Jaden Mayava. Um, six foot four, 220, 225 pound quarterback out of UNLV, Hawaii native, finished his high school career in uh, in Vegas. Um, Georgia got him. I mean, rather than go to USC, play for Lincoln Riley and compete for the starting job, he's coming to Georgia where he's going to compete for the backup job. And to me, that's just atypical of what we see these days. And, and I don't know, it, it's that's a different cat right there. And I'm, I'm interested to see how it pans out for him and for Georgia. Um, yeah. A couple things with that. Uh, obviously, you know, we had to dig around on it and, you know, you and I talked on Friday that we thought someone was on campus and we couldn't really pinpoint exactly who, what, when, and where we'd heard some rumblings yeah. of that. And we don't run to the board or unless we know, especially when you start talking about quarterbacks, we've been doing long enough to know you don't mess around with that. 
unless you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's what I've heard on the backside of this. And um, this young man basically had his agent. And when I say his agent, that's the norm now. Let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Carson Beck has an agent. Uh, Quinn Hewers has an agent. All these guys have agents now. So that, that's not indicative of this young man. He has an agent. And his agent, from what I was told, reached out to Georgia and said, look, this is a spot that we he, he, he's interested in. And he understands that Carson Beck is coming back. He had some boxes there that he wanted checked as far as a program. I am told that Georgia's offensive game plan, I am told that the offensive line and the ability to play in big-time environments uh, that Georgia has and will continue to play in was very attractive to him. Now, he understands he's going to come here and compete. Now, if you're Georgia, you look at this thing and say, what what what's the what's what are we doing here? Okay, you lose Dylan Raola, you were going to bring two. Kirby likes to have four. And Jake, you mentioned it yesterday. Value Kirby Smart values experience. Kirby Smart values snaps. This young man right here has all of it. And I put a note on the board yesterday. And normally I don't get into this when I have texts between coaches. But I, I, I put on the board on, on the junkyard that uh, on the dog walk, excuse me. Oh, it's a little early. Uh, I put on the dog walk on, on our dog's HQ message board that I had a DC tell me they played him. And this is an NFL kid. He said he was a problem. He was very accurate. He was hard to prepare for. So, you know, you look at all that stuff, Jake, and, and really, man, it that mindset he's coming in with, look, I just want to come to Georgia to learn. I want to come to Georgia to compete for this job. And that says a lot, man. And that, and, and it kind of reminds me of Gunnar Stockton. Gunnar Stockton could have went to 100 plays just coming out of high school, and he, he zeroed in on Georgia. Gunnar Stockton could have left. He's not. He's staying to compete for the job. Ryan Puglisi, the same thing. So when you look at the room right now, there's some characteristics that I think Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo covet, and that's com competitors, guys that want to compete, guys that don't want this job to be handed to them. And I really, from you know, just talking to people about this, he was in uh, Athens Thursday morning, now that we find out, all day Thursday, Thursday night, Friday, Friday afternoon, before leaving to go to USC. He went to USC and sat down with Lincoln Riley then committed to Georgia. So I'm just telling you now, there's there's some boxes to check with this young man, and we'll see where see how it goes. But uh, Mountain West, freshman of the year, threw for 3,000 yards. And here's the thing, Jake. If you're Georgia, you, your goal is to win the national championship of 2024. You didn't bring back Carson Beck and all and go get ETN and all these guys to, to, to finish second or finish third in anything. The goal is to play in Atlanta on January the 20th next year. If Carson Beck, just say, for example, had a high ankle and he had to miss three or four games. You look at this, and you've got a kid in your room that has taken, what, 12, 12 games worth of snaps, basically? Mm -hmm. 13, yeah. really. Thirteen. This guy's played 13. I mean, he, he, because he played early in the season. I mean, he got yeah. He got about you know 60 snaps under his belt, I'm pretty sure, in those first couple of games. Yeah. So he didn't start. 
So you see a guy like that and you think, you know what, we, we've got some depth and uh, it's not, it's not like he's locked in for the future, but Georgia goes into the off season knowing they've had a guy that has played in 13 games. If something were to go, if they were to have a, you know, a, a, an ankle or something where Carson Beck's out a week or two, you know what I mean? So that is, that's a huge deal yesterday for Georgia. Absolutely. And, and not only that, I mean, he's, he's a big strong arm kid. He's mobile. Um, you know, you, you see him run the ball really well. Um, you know, I, I know against Vanderbilt, he had like a 30 or 40 yard touchdown run on a something he's probably not going to run at Georgia. He ran a little shotgun triple option and uh, just split the defense for a, for a nice touchdown run there. There, there are like, there are a few things that I want to point out here. And, and number one is you can say what you want to about, you know, Oklahoma not winning playoff games while Lincoln Riley was there or the fact that USC's kind of treading water right now a little bit. But Lincoln Riley tends to know quarterbacks. You know, he, he tends to, you know, know what he's talking about about quarterbacks. And, you know, USC wanted this guy. And again, he, he, that job's kind of open. I mean, I know Miller Moss is a, is a talented player, but, you know, I think that that, that was going to be a, he had a chance to start there. He doesn't have that barring injury at Georgia. Yeah, but so that's about, one thing. That. He, he knew wherever he went, though, he was going to compete. Yeah. You know I mean? 100%. So, I yeah. love that mentality part of him. I mean, I don't know what the situation was with Miami. I checked with Pete Nakos, um, who – let me tell you something, dude. I don't want to make this the Pete Nakos show. I'm pretty sure he'd watch it and get real uncomfortable because of the kind of guy he is. But Pete is a monster, okay, an absolute re- monster as far as this transfer portal goes, killing it. Um, Pete told me that Miami was in on him. Now, I don't know how that shook out, but Miami's a place where he probably could have pressed himself in there and 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 got a chance to play early if if that was the way that he wanted to go. But like you said, he wanted to compete. Two, if you build it, they'll come. This is filled of dreams a little bit. Kirby's kind of built this thing to where these types of players are the ones that want to come be a part of it. And so they, you know, now what Georgia has here is they've got a guy that kind of came to them that fits the same mold as a Stetson Bennett, who was basically trying, you know, tried to run him off twice and he wouldn't leave because he wanted to compete and be a bulldog. Carson Beck, who stuck around forever before he got his chance. Brock Vandegrift, who stuck around for three years. And yeah, he transferred out, but but the same guy that sat there in in April last year and said, Hey, I, if I didn't think I was getting better, I would leave. Um, that that's that'll always stand out to me. One of the most impressive comments I've ever heard a kid make. You bring up Gunnar Stockton, you know, stuck around for two years, not leaving, um, despite no, knowing that a starting quarterback's coming back. I mean, Ryan Puglisi stepping into a position when when Dylan Rayola was was you know committed and and you know Georgia had all this stuff coming back and never wavered. I mean, this is this is something that I'm, I'm telling you, you can you can build a pipeline where you're just bringing in these freak talents at quarterback every year. And listen, that's great. Do that. Do that. But you're also when you can get guys like this, it's it's just absolutely massive. And then on top of that, kind of a third point here, if you want to compete for a national championship every year, you're not turning down good, talented quarterbacks who want to be a part of your program. And um, you know, that's that's the one to reach out to you. Yeah, you gotta you've got to stockpile them the best you possibly can because we're in a day and age where any player at almost any time for any reason can get out of there. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, this portal we, we were talking about it before we got on. You know, Michigan wins a national championship. They, you know, they're going. They're. I'm assuming he's having his press conference right now. They're going to get a plane and come home, and they're going to have kids hit the portal tonight, which is just just the way it goes, man. 
We've all heard that story. Kirby Smart flying back from L.A. last year, had a seat empty to him, and they were bringing players up one by one. Uh, he was meeting with players on, the, on that plane ride back. So it doesn't stop at all. Yeah, it doesn't. And another thing I'll point out there, too, is is Michigan's in a spot. You talk about this portal. Michigan's in a spot where some guys they're, they're about to deal with here today with some guys they don't want to leave, trying to leave. And they're, right. and they're trying to get – you know, because some of them you do want them to move on and try to find another opportunity. Kirby has, has gone and said as much as that. But, I mean – I remember a few weeks ago, you're looking and you're seeing these social media posts. What's going on at Georgia? 14, 15, 17 players in the portal. Final number for Georgia, by the way, 17 scholarship players in the portal. Hey, man, you look over at Alabama, and I'm not, nothing's wrong there either. 17 players in the portal. Exact same number. You know, guys entering late. You know, it's just – listen, it's happening to everybody, and it's the and way that, it goes. And you've got to – And both schools, both schools taught players out of getting into the portal. Yeah, 100%. Both of them taught really good players out of getting into the portal. So, yeah, yeah. it is the way it is. Yeah, Alabama had Elijah Pritchett declare and then undeclare in a matter of hours. So, I mean, it's Georgia had the same thing there with Julian Humphrey and, and, you know, you broke that story and Daniel Harris. I mean, it's – this is the way it is. That's the way it goes. And Georgia is – Georgia's been kind of on top of it and and now – we go to the 2024 offseason, Rusty, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to go all over Twitter and, and you know, make a big fuss about it and get a bunch of attention over it. Do I think Georgia had the best team in the country in 2023? I do. I do. They didn't They didn't get a chance to prove it, and, and it's their fault they didn't get a chance to prove it. They didn't play their best game when their best game was needed against Alabama or at least a better game than they played. Um but I also think that we're – I mean, listen, that schedule's tough, and we'll go over that. still think Georgia goes into 2024 best team in the country. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And, um, look, I'm, I'll say this right here with you. Georgia, in my opinion, was the best team in the country. On the other side of that, Georgia did not beat Alabama, and they knew going into that game yeah. had to beat Alabama. Well, mm-hmm. why did Georgia have to beat Alabama? You know why? Because there was Georgia fatigue. And that's real. And everybody that around the country that has a vote and other conferences were tired of seeing Georgia. Is that right? That's not, but that's the, that that's it. I'm telling you right now, there was a lot of Georgia fatigue and they had to win that game and they didn't. And that, that's why, but uh, I, I, it would take, it would take someone, you, you, you take 20 people that are most respected people in college football outside of the Georgia market and outside of the Michigan market and say, you got to bet your mortgage for one year straight up on a team, who would you take? It would be hard to bet against Georgia, but congratulations to Michigan. They won. Yeah, 100%. It is what it is, and, and we'll see how Georgia does. they got a hell of a schedule, but they also got a hell of a roster, and they got a quarterback coming back, man, uh, in Carson Beck. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. be a lot of stuff that we can talk about already. Already kind of – this is the first time Georgia fans have woke up 729 days, not national champ, and that, that that's one of those feelings. It's another thing that's weird. You know what I mean? It's another mm-hmm. thing that's weird, but – you got to kind of, uh, you know, enjoy that, man. People, you know, people, I've got friends and family that are in their early seventies and, you know, we're on, we're in the South and football means something. And you hear that from time to time. I I, I want to see Georgia win one more before I pass away. And I'm sure you heard that from, from several people on your side and uh, you know, Georgia won two here and got a chance to, to, to be a threat every year. That's the biggest thing. I think Georgia fans can appreciate that under Kirby smart, Recruiting is going to be elite. 
And every year they're going to have a chance, a legit chance to get to game 15, 16, or 17 now, whatever it's going to be this year. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I look at it, I mean, not just Carson Beck coming back, but I love what they bring back at receiver. Their running back room got better. Uh, all of a sudden you bring back four guys who started six or seven games at least last year on the offensive line um, and, and two more that got a lot of valuable experience. I mean, you're you're looking deep on the O-line. You got some key pieces back on the defensive line, key piece back at inside linebacker, moving some stuff around at outside linebacker. Got to get that secondary figured out. Um, and, and, you know, we got a depth chart projection over at Dogs HQ right now where we kind of make a way too early prediction on kind of what the way we see that playing out. Uh, I guess that takes us, Rusty, to – listen, Georgia – we started – bring this thing full circle. We started with Georgia adding Jaden Maiava uh, via the transfer portal at quarterback. That's six. Three receivers, a quarterback. Uh, wait a minute. Three receivers, a quarterback, a defensive lineman. Who am I missing? Dude, I'm, my brain's so fried with all that. Yeah, like, I'm missing somebody. ETN. Um, ETN, that's right. Golly, may, miss maybe the most impactful one of them all. Um, Palmer, so, Palmer, Palmer come behind the curtain on that Yeah, <laughs> Wizard, of, Wizard of Oz right there. Yeah, um, yeah. So they, they've they added six. Are they done, you think? Uh, you're talking about for DBs? No, I think I mean DBs. Any other position? No, they're, not, they're, not the they're, not, they're not done, but you know, time's ticking because school starts yesterday. So that drop ad is Friday. So you would you would keep an eye on Friday. But there, you know, I think people need to also realize that uh, May first through May fifteenth is another portal. Uh, you will not get an SEC kid, but doesn't mean you can't get a hell of a player. So uh, you know, there's another there's another window there and. There's no telling what coaches are thinking because you go through spring practice and if spring practice don't go well for somebody or if somebody pops up, just say school A has a kid that nobody really knew about and he goes off on ESPN in a spring game and next thing you know, everybody in the country's freaking, you know, messing with him, trying to get him. So there's a lot goes on, but there's another window in May 1st to 15th. So, and Georgia will lose a couple of players after spring practice. That's inevitable. You know what I mean? It's got to happen. happen. It's got to happen. Got to happen. So, um it, it'll be it's still there but 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 meantime you're watching for georgia will be between now and friday i believe is is that drop ad and got to be in school well i mean i hate to add any ambiguity to it here but i know and i don't know what the rule is now it's so hard to get all of these rules rusty because there's a thousand of them right yeah. but i know when jamie newman joined georgia's team in 2020 that was this was before covid you know a couple months before covid but I remember speaking to somebody in not not at Georgia Athletic Association, but like speaking to someone in Georgia administration at the university who said these transfer kids, I think they got up until like 14 days after the start of classes. Uh, if you're if you're transferring in to kind of get into classes and get rolling, I'm not sure about that. So it may even be a little bit longer. Um, and that's something I'll, I'll, I'll run around to check on, I guess, today because um, I ain't going outside. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't think they're done either. And, and, you know, I listen, I look at defensive back, I look at defensive line. Uh, and, and, and like you said, man, it's one of those instances where it really depends on who's in there. Right. It, it, I mean, that's, that's something the fans, cause I've heard a lot of talk about the defensive line, right? Like, man, why didn't they do more? Why didn't they do more? Hey man, what were you going to do to, what were you going to do to make George's defensive line better outside of maybe Walter Nolan and a handful of other guys? You know, like, I mean, 
it, it just, you know, we told you Georgia wasn't going to be involved with Walter Nolan. That just wasn't going to be a, a Georgia recruitment because of the the nature of it. So, you know, Georgia's I, in a unique I, – I, I tell you what Georgia did. I can save you – they kept their roster. Yeah. They kept their – they kept these guys that are tweeting, let's run it back. Well, they didn't run it back because they love raising canes. You know what yeah. I mean? So – uh, There's only one of those in Athens. Yes, there, this is a different world now. So you look at that roster and what's coming back, Georgia. You know where Georgia spent? Georgia kept their damn roster, and uh, that that's a big deal. And they were able to get some key additions. Now they didn't, you know, they but you know the, you look at Ole Miss and they went complete like free agency, adding six, seven, eight people on defense and all that. Well, Georgia, uh, they kept their roster, they kept their guys, and they tried to add to that, but. Yeah, it was a different philosophy at Georgia, and uh, it, it was a very, I would say, uh, conscious effort by Kirby Smart and his staff to keep key guys in Athens, and and, and they did. Rusty, uh, before we get going here, we're going to get going here pretty soon, but one thing I wanted to touch on, give me one youngster, one, one of these guys that you expect to kind of make some noise during spring practice. Georgia had 22. Mm -hmm. Early enrollees, one guy that you kind of expect to make a little bit of noise here in spring practices. We're leaving spring practice thinking this guy might be able to help Georgia in his first year. Well, I, I won't cheat. So obviously, ETN is not coming here to sit down. Like ETN's coming here to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm meaning I'm meaning one of these uh, signees. Uh, I won't say like I'm not going to say just all or nothing spring. But I do think – here's the rule. Here's the rule on freshmen. The further you get away from the ball, the easier it is to play. And what I mean is if you take that center and you get the furthest away you can. So you got running backs, wide receivers, and DBs. Those are the kids that tend to play. It's harder to play in that box as a true freshman. So for me and value and where they are, I'll give you two names. Um, Ellis Robinson – and KJ Boldy, can they can they handle the scheme? Can they make the transition into college football this quick? Because athletically, they're the, they're what Georgia covets, and that is long, fast, and, and ability to uh, cover. So obviously, KJ Bolden's going to have a chance to choose some open areas there. But Ellis Robinson, even with even with what I consider three experienced corners coming back. You know, from everybody we talked to, like this, this might be the best DB that Kirby Smart's ever signed. So, wh where does he fit in this role, and how much does he play? So, if I'm a betting man, I start with his DBs, uh, Ellis Robinson and KJ Bolden, two guys I think that can bring value to the 2024 team pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm I'm going to break that rule on being a little closer to the football, and and I'm going to go Jordan Thomas. Um, not because I think he's going to just come in and blow up and be a stud, but I thought he looked. I thought you know from everything I saw and everything I read from out in San Antonio, I thought he looked really good. He came in there at 322 pounds, which you know if you've listened to Matt Godwin on our show, that's a good thing because he's probably going to come in and lose some weight. Probably going to come in and drop 10, 15 pounds right away. And the fact that he's, you know, <laughs> no pun intended, got you know added some cushion there for him to lose some weight. Um, you know, I think him being around 300 pounds there, I think I think that's a guy that. 
I just have a pretty good feeling about him. I think he fits those Trey Scott dimensions there, and, and he's a guy that can help provide some depth there for Georgia. I also like Joseph Jonah, John Ye. I mean, we've heard a little bit of buzz out of him already. Very good-looking player on the hoof there. I love that Georgia has brought in 22 early enrollees from the class, and then they're going to bring in six yeah. transfer, 28 new players um, at least. That's without adding any more from the portal, 28 new players for this spring. Team meeting tonight. Can you imagine walking there with 28 new players? Yeah. Think about Michigan. They got 45 seniors. So when they have a team meeting, if and when they do have a next one and Harbaugh, if he's there or not, there'll be 45 players gone from that national championship team. Which now, is that 45 players out of eligibility, I wonder, or 45 players that just get classified as a senior and some can go super senior on them? I have no idea. But just to hear the term 45 seniors is – is insane. But as as we've seen, even, you know, a lot of your seniors are getting out of there. You know, like the super yeah. senior thing's not very common at this point. Yeah. yeah. Most seniors I ever had, we'll get off here in a second, most seniors I've ever heard was Norcross High School, 61. And they went back to back. They had 61 seniors with Alvin Kamara and Lorenzo Carter and all of them. They had 61 seniors. The second national, the second state title in a row. Yeah. They won two state championships in a row and 60 seniors. I'll never forget going to practice. And I looked at Keith Maloof and I say, Coach, how do you keep 61 seniors? And he looked NIL, at him, baby. He had a big old ring. And he said, they're all trying to get another one of these. And I was like, wow. But uh, yeah, man, you look at that. Uh, you look at the that team meeting tonight. That'll be interesting. Um, and we'll kind of get a gauge on who's there. And really the 2024 season for Georgia, it kind of starts tonight with that team meeting. And Kirby will lay down what he expects from these guys. And and uh, they'll go into the winter workouts. It's going to be some huffing and puffing in Sanford Stadium here in the coming weeks. With the, right. the, because, you know, some of them dudes that probably gave Kirby some extra gray hairs over, yeah. the, over the last month and probably twisted that knob a little tighter a couple times on the NIL. Boy, he's going to that, that morning run in Sanford Stadium at 6 a.m. on Fridays. Man makes them run at 6 a.m. on Fridays. Yeah. You know how bad that screws up a Thursday night from college kids. Yes, sir, buddy. I'm I'm sure that is not unintentional. And listen, hey guys, they're they're not vaping. If you if you ride by the stadium and the lights are on and you're going on your little walk there, they ain't vaping. That's just how cold it is. That's wrong. Kirby's gonna answer for a lot of things one day. He's gonna answer for making that team <laughs> on Friday mornings at six a.m. because he knows exactly what he's doing. He's keeping their butts in on Thursday night. They're playing Madden and going to bed at nine thirty. That's right. All right, hey, we'll have it covered for you at Dogs HQ. The best place to figure out what's going on in the offseason to get all the scoop and all the buzz is going to be Dogs HQ. Thank you. Thank you um, yeah. for for a month that uh, it was the best month we ever had. It was it was the most views, the most new members. Um, it, it's not even close. For yeah. that last 30, 40 days, we thank you for everybody that's spreading the word. And uh, Jake and I, as co-owners, are just – thrilled with our team we're thrilled with the people we work with uh just the direction of dogs hq i love hanging out with you guys here on youtube as well but thank you all because it has been it's been a hell of a month in the last 30 40 days uh super excited about the future just getting started at dogs hq but we're wrapping up here on the georgia show y'all have a great day stay dry and uh, we'll be back with you on thursday yeah be safe